The Reseller Hangout Podcast is all about helping you grow, scale, and thrive in your reselling business. We're Rob and Melissa with Flea Market Flipper and have been in the resale biz for over 20 years. Not only do we buy and sell awesome items on a weekly basis, we also coach other resellers how to take their business to the next level. In this podcast, we are committed to bringing you great guests who love to share their tips, tactics that will help you level up in your current reselling business. So let's go. What's up, guys? On today's podcast, we are so excited to talk to Donna Kemp, a reseller who is killing it, and we're super excited to talk to her and get some insight on her business today. Thank you, Donna, for being here. Thanks for having me, you guys. We're excited to learn more about your business. We have a lot of fun on this podcast getting to know other resellers and learning how they're running their reselling business, and it's really cool how there are so many different ways that you can do this thing. So it's really fun to be able to dive into all the different ways. Absolutely. And we love seeing other ways that people are running their business. And yeah, it's just amazing to watch. And inspire other people. Exactly. So it's so cool. So Donna, thank you again for jumping on here. Let's jump into it. Yeah. So where, how did you get started in this whole reselling? Give us a little background. So I technically started in 2019 when we planned like a Disney World trip and I'm like, oh my God, like we need more money. You know, we need, we need to pay for this trip. So I started just like flipping stuff that I would find on Facebook marketplace, like kids strollers or wagons I'd find for free or like for $5 that I could flip for like $30. So I started doing that and I kind of got like some momentum going and it was kind of almost like, like a joke. Cause I would see something like in someone's trash and I'd stop and pick it up. Like it almost seemed ridiculous, but you know, I started making money doing this. And then when the wintertime season came, cause I'm in Michigan, obviously I couldn't flip wagons and strollers anymore. I needed like another way to make some money. I had gotten laid off from my part-time job. So I saw like an ad for Poshmark actually with this like Henry Bendel mug that there was like an ad for it. And it was like, being sold for like a hundred dollars. And I had the same one. I was like, Oh my God, like I have that mug. I can sell that and make money. And I did. And it was like one of those moments in life that was like, Oh my God, like it almost like changed my life. Like, I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. Like I can do this and be like a stay at home mom. So that's kind of how I got started. And it just kind of snowballed. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I have a question for you too. So you were finding stuff free, like on the side of the road and marketplace, where were you reselling it once you found those items? Like back on Facebook marketplace. I almost felt like weird or wrong for doing it, but I started making money. (laughs) Awesome. I love strollers is something that I actually started with too. As once we started having kids and I'm like, man, strollers are expensive. Like that's crazy what people are asking some of these. So yeah, they're, they're a fun thing to resell for sure. So, and so are you doing this part-time full-time right now? Yeah, I would say probably part-time because I'm not able to put in like a ton of hours during each day because like I homeschool my kids and I have three kids. So I'm kind of busy during the day. So I just kind of do things as I can, as I can throughout the day, whether I spend maybe 20 minutes doing like pictures and then like at night, I'll put in a couple hours when everyone's asleep. So I'd probably say it's more part-time. Okay. And what platform are you currently selling on for the most part? Poshmark, Mercari, eBay, and Facebook. Okay. But Poshmark's probably like my, my, my breadwinner. Okay. So, and so is it mostly clothes then? Yeah, okay. mostly clothes. Okay. Cool. Okay. How did it escalate into clothes from where you started with? From your mug. Yeah. 
I just started, well, I obviously I had my own clothes and then my sister, she's very like bougie. So she's got very expensive clothes. She gave me stuff to sell to kind of help me get going. And I just, I, I like selling clothes. Like I have fun with clothes. Like obviously like, you know, I'm a woman, so I love clothes. Like it's just something that I like and I just kind of gravitate towards it more, even though like, I know like there's obviously money to be made in like other departments, like home goods and stuff. Yeah. So I just had the most fun with clothes. That's such a great point. And I'm going to emphasize it because that's what we like to tell people too. Something that you love and you enjoy, just like you said, you love clothes, you, that, that really like energizes you. That's where the best place is to start in this reselling world is definitely something that you enjoy doing because it is just so much fun to be able to do more of it. So yeah, I definitely wanted to emphasize that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> that's how you got into clothes for sure. And back to the mug, I was just thinking that you said that kind of got you started, like it sold for a hundred dollars. Do you ever ha have a hard time, like maybe with clothes even too, like, you know, oh, this is really cute. It's my size. I want to keep it, but it's going to make me 50 to a hundred dollars. So I can, I got to sell it. Like, do you ever run into that? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It's hard. Cause you want to, it's like, oh, but it can make me money. I did that for with strollers for a long time. We sold a lot of Bob strollers, the jogging, the jogging ones. ones. And I'm like, oh, I really want to keep one. They're so nice, but I'm like, it can make $300 though. Oh, what do we do? I finally exactly. <laughs> yes. It's a struggle. It's a it struggle. Is. Sometimes I do keep things, but then I, I just like, you know, okay, I, I got to give it up. Cause I'd rather go on vacation or maybe I could like get something else with this money. Like I try to look at it from like that perspective to like, let the item go. Yeah. The one cool thing about clothes though, you could, you know, get a couple wears and then sell them again because they're that's pretty cool. reselling. So, I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool. A cool exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, do you cross post, like, do you post your stuff on Posh, post your stuff on Poshmark and then cross post to all the different platforms or how do you Decide, that yeah. part? Yep. That's, ex that's exactly what I do. Like I put it on the Poshmark first and then I'll use like a tool like Vendu. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. And I'll just cross post everywhere else. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that does make it. Do you find that it makes a, a difference in your sales? Like it does increase your sales to do that? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like each platform kind of has maybe like a different audience. It's mm -hmm. kind of it's kind of funny. Like I feel like like I don't know. I feel like Facebook does better maybe with certain things versus like Poshmark. So I do try to cross post, but sometimes like Poshmark will surprise me and I'll sell something like totally random. Like I sold like Keurig K cups couple weeks ago that was kind of shocking on Poshmark <laughs> that's cool that's yeah, so much they, fun they do do home goods on Poshmark too right now or they yeah they do yeah okay so you can do some of those they're just not as well known for those as they are the clothes yeah. for the most part right when you're right. selling on Facebook marketplace are you selling with offering shipping yes okay and have you had good success with that Yes. I mean, that's all I try to basically aim for anymore. I don't really try to aim for like a local mm. audience. I feel like I almost feel like that part of the Facebook marketplace is dead. Because mm. I think now since you can ship all over the country for a really like reasonable price, I think that's like where everyone can make their money now. Yeah, that's the hard that's part. Awesome. When we're, like we love to source on Facebook marketplace, but now because the shipping's are that's all the whole feed is all just everything that's shipping it's really yeah. hard <laughs> and our model's a little different it's yeah. Large, yeah it's larger items so we find them locally and then we'll ship them but most people won't ship them so yeah but facebook is always hounding us with jumping in and showing us stuff from all over the country and it's like we just want the big stuff yeah. in our local area please let us have that so one question yeah. 
about the Facebook marketplace too. So we don't, we do larger stuff. So we don't really do shipping through them because it's the bigger stuff. But have you ran into any issues trying to get a hold of customer service with Facebook? Cause they are so hard to get a hold of. So have you had to deal um, with that or no? Not so much unless it was like somebody just like randomly making a return. The really bad part about Facebook marketplace is like, if, if someone makes a return, I feel like that you're not notified and mm. money is just kind of like taken from your account. And I kind of wanted to dispute something one time and it was just, that's like a nightmare. It was just a nightmare. So because of that, I try to just, I'm kind of careful of also what I put on Facebook. Like I'm not going to put like Christian Louboutin shoes on Facebook, for example, like right. something that I, that, you know, cause there's no buyer protection really on Facebook. It seems like, you know, if, if it's something that like, you know, I, I spend like a couple dollars on then I'm totally fine with that, but I'm not going to put like a expensive items on there that I, that, you know, someone might make a case against and try to get their money back easily since it seems just like Facebook will just give it back. Right. Yeah. Is such it, a great point. Yeah. Without a sure. case. For sure. That's such a great point. If we have cases on eBay, you can get a hold of somebody at some point, but Facebook is so tough. Yeah. They need to, they want to up their marketplace, but like you got to up your customer service yeah, a little sure. bit if you want to up your marketplace. Yeah. Are their fees yeah. still low compared to everybody else? Yeah. Oh Are yeah. They? They're like okay. what, like 5%? That's, yeah. They're yeah. very low. Okay. And that is enticing to be able to sell. You just have to know it's a little bit riskier and maybe not sell the yeah. higher, higher profit, yeah. the higher end items that you might get a return yeah, for. for so. sure. Exactly. I thought I saw in your profile that, have you sold on whatnot too? You know what? I just like got approved for whatnot and I was okay. actually on vacation about like a week and a half ago. So I haven't like even done a show yet. Like I, like I'm working at it. I got to get like my stuff uploaded, but I really want to do whatnot because I've seen so many people have success on it. So, okay, cool. Can you, we've never done it or really even looked into it. it. So could you tell us like what, how that, how it works? I know you haven't done one yet, but I'm sure you've attended some of them. How do do they Well, so it's it's a live show. So basically you're going to schedule a time. Say you're going to go on like at 6 p.m. And you're just going to like turn, use your phone. You're going to turn on your camera and you're basically doing like a live, like, video and people are just going to tune in and you're going to be like, yeah, this is, you know, American Eagle jeans, size two, you know, they're $20. You just kind of talk about the product rather than just like, you know, letting someone browse and look at a listing. So you're going to kind of sell it a little bit. I've done a live show with a platform called Galaxy Live. I did this back in April. So it was kind of like the same concept. It was terrifying at first because I feel like it's just, you know, scary to go on camera sometimes. But it went really well. People like were interested and like I sold like two things, which was I was happy with, but people were interested. They wanted to learn about your product. So I think like whatnot is the same way. I think they do like collectibles and now they're starting to do clothing and things like that. It is a cool component. Like people feel invested. They're watching yeah. and it's like a kind of a fun thing. We we know a couple people who do on Facebook Marketplace or not Marketplace, Facebook. They'll do a live selling yeah. show. And then we inter- interviewed Sammy Davis. She did does that too in her group and it, she goes live. And yeah. It's a, just a fun way, I think, to sell. It is. And uh, eBay's just recently allowed you to, yeah, eBay's allowed you to do videos recently for our stuff. Is It's kind of cool that you can do that, but it's the other, it's not live, but it's another video portion of being able to sell stuff and people getting to look at it instead of doctored up pictures and stuff like that. So I think that's really where the market is going is definitely videos and live streams for sure. So, which is really cool. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. 
when you can do those kind of kind of things. Yeah. What, how many hours basically, I mean, you're doing homeschooling, you're doing all this other stuff. So how many hours do you think you're putting into your reselling business on a weekly basis on average? Let's see. I would say maybe about like 20 to 30 hours, just depending on what we got going on and how tired I am at night. Because I'd maybe spend about three hours a day, I guess, if I add it all up. Awesome. Maybe cool. three to four hours a day, depending. Just depends. Right. Do you have a set schedule or do you kind of, you know, go with the flow of how, you, how your day is going? I kind of do have like a schedule. Like if, if I'm going to do pictures, it's usually like in the afternoon because of the sunlight in my house and like the area that I take pictures. So it's usually in the afternoon when I'm taking pictures and then I'll just kind of list items throughout like the evening you know if I have like 10 minutes to sit on the couch then I'll just like list stuff real quick and then usually at night is when like I'll pack orders because I just have you know just time to myself and sometimes I even pack orders in the morning so it just really depends and then I try to squeeze in like sourcing maybe in the afternoon or in the morning if like I have my mom to watch my kids so just just day to day and usually on Saturdays I go sourcing too because you know my husband can watch the kids so cool. On average, how many items do you get listed maybe a day or per week? How many items are you striving to do? Maybe like three or five items a day. Do you, what, yeah. what's your routine for that? Three to five items a day, minimum okay. three. Okay. Awesome. So I just, you're right. You on know, that. It's just, that's just a realistic, it's a realistic number. Yeah. You know, if I try to do more, I'm not going to get to it all in one day. So three to five is my, is what I do each day, you know, and it, and it does add up. That's, mm you know, that's about like 20 to 30 items a week. That's a lot. Yeah, for sure. And if you look at it too, like I'm going to do three to five items a day, but it, if you try to make the goal, sometimes if it's like you're making it 20 items a day and you don't do it and then you, you just overwhelm, stop. You stop. Yeah. So if you do the smaller chunks, but you do it consistently, yeah, that could be a huge, a huge thing. Yeah. So. And what about your, yeah. in- I'm sorry. What about your income? Are you comfortable? Can you give us like a rough average, maybe either on a monthly. month or a weekly or whatever it is that you're, you're yeah. part-time hours? Yeah. Well, for, I would probably say monthly, that's probably easier for me to capture yeah. is just, I make about, it, it really depends about 18 to like $2,500 a month. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great Yeah. Thing. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's just, it's just, I think that's great. Cause like I said, I'm a stay at home mom and I mean, I've got, I have like a baby, like my life is sometimes crazy. <laughs> so if I can pull in, you know, at least a, even if like I can do like 1500, like I'm happy, you know, pressure's off. Like I made my goal, you know, some months are better than others. I'm sure you guys have heard of that Poshmark, like changed their algorithm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There's just, it just really depends, I guess. Has it come back a little bit? Um, Poshmark? I think it has. I mean, I didn't think for me personally, like, I don't think it really destroyed my sales as bad as it's done to other people. Some people were like, just really upset about it. I didn't think it, I didn't think it was, I mean, I didn't really notice like a bad effect on me. Like, I'm not sure. So, yeah. okay. but I, I know like a lot of people have like complained about that, but I've been consistent. So that makes me happy. I think that's really the key. I was going to say, I think there's two things that you have going for you is that you're consistently still listing instead of, you know, people got mad about the algorithm. So then they probably stop. And then also that you're cross posting. So that helps too. Cause all these platforms are all like people get mad. We sell mostly on eBay and 
you know, there's always something else okay. to get mad at eBay about, you know, every platform is going to have its thing that you don't like, but yeah, yeah. cross posting helps a ton too. And for being, sure. and being consistent, consistent. for so. sure. I was going to rewind real quick too. You talked about sourcing a little bit that you're kind of your routine of it. Where is the majority of the places that you are sourcing for your items? Thrift stores. Okay. I, I'll go to the thrift stores. Like some of them around me, they have like really good sales. We have a lot of like privately ran thrift stores. You know, they're not like, a, I mean, we have Goodwill and Salvation Army, but we have smaller stores that do a lot of charity work in our area. So they make money off thrift store or make off donations. So they, they have stuff like super cheap, you know, like one to $5 and then they'll have sales. And I think they've got better brands than like the Goodwills around me or Salvation Army's. So I try cool. to keep my cost of goods super low. So that's where I stick to. Cool. Yeah. So maybe if you're listening to this, check out those privately owned thrift stores or those other ones other than the big the big brands, Goodwill, Salvation Army. Uh, you yeah. might find some really cool. We dudes find there. those to be better too. Absolutely. We like our the little ones that have a something there, a charity or something that they stand for. Yeah. And yeah, they tend to be a little yeah. bit for, for us too, a little bit lower price. But I did love how you're doing this as a busy mom. At, I I would love to be able to homeschool, but I just don't think I have it. Like, it's a lot of work. I can't, like, that's a lot right there. It is. But this is a, such a great side hustle that you can fit, you know, where it works In and you pockets. enjoy it. And yeah. you're, you know, 15 to $2,500 extra a month is that's awesome. legit. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, yeah, well, imagine what it could do for, for, sure. for you. So do you have, Yeah. do you, ha- what would you give somebody like a, a success tip that you would give somebody maybe just starting or kind of feeling like they're stuck somewhere. Yeah. Piece um, of advice for yeah. Sure. I mean, I would say just stay consistent list every day. And then if like you're new, my biggest advice is to get on Instagram and start networking and following other resellers, because that's, that's when I really stepped up my game is when I got onto Instagram and I started following all these people. Like there's so much advice. Everyone's willing to share advice, brands and, there's just so much knowledge out there. And that's what really helped me just develop and step up my game and become better at this. That's awesome. Yeah. Great advice for sure. I've liked connecting with a lot of people on Instagram lately too. So it's been a lot of fun to, to follow everybody. I did have one other question that just came to my mind. Oh, do you have a most memorable flip that you can think about? Yeah, there's like a few. I mean, I sold, I found a pair of Christian Louboutin shoes on Facebook marketplace for $50. They were like in excellent condition. Like, I don't think this woman realized what she was doing selling them for $50, but, and I was able to flip them for about $350. So that was one of my favorite flips. That's awesome. Um, That's fun. Yeah. And just, I think I even sold a toilet seat one time, a brand new toilet seat. And I was just like, why would anyone want this? But someone bought it. So that was just kind of weird, but memorable. (laughs) What platform did they buy that on? Uh, Mercari. Mercari. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. That's fun. That sparked a question for me. So are you ever worried about, because you're into fashion, you're into clothes, you're into the higher brand stuff. Are you ever worried about getting something that might be a knockoff and then selling it? How do you go about, you know, off, off what's it called? Off, off. Authentic- authenticating. Thank you. <laughs> off the, I can't even say it. But how do you go about making sure that you're not selling a knockoff? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm very scared of that too. So I'm obviously very careful. I think I saw, I saw like a Louis Vuitton purse one time, or it was a fake one, obviously, but I was like checking it out. Like I I know like people on Instagram have short, like they shared tips on like how to look for a knockoff. So I was like checking out the purse and it was obviously a knockoff, even like a couple of coach purses, you can tell when a knockoff. So 
I just try to carefully inspect them and, okay. you know, I, I don't give these things the benefit of the doubt. I just try to assume that they're knockoff, obviously, until proven otherwise. But I'm very careful about that. And if I have like any doubts, I don't even, I just won't pick it up because I'm not about to get myself into a lot of trouble like yeah. that because you can get into a lot of trouble. Cool. Yeah. Great advice That's for sure. To sometimes, yeah, no. We but don't, we I, don't yeah. do a lot of brand name stuff. So I think once you do learn like some of the things to look for, it gets a lot easier, easier. too, right? Like, you know, okay, why well, yeah. not? These are traits of a knockoff and these are traits of the actual brand. So once you learn them, like any other topic or category that yeah. it's easier yeah. i would think so exactly yeah like coach purse is easy like i think if they're fake it just says like made in china it doesn't have that like coach tag with the id or whatever okay yeah. so where do you see yourself like in your reselling business in the future like you know the next year a couple years you want to keep doing this what are your kind of your goals for the coming years my biggest goal, obviously, because I'm going to have more time as the years go on, like I really want to get into Amazon. Mm. I, I see that like, there's just so much money to be made. And I really want to like just I, I want to go that direction. I think that's I think that's a really great way to make money. But I think there's a lot of, you know, information I'm going to still have to read up on and figure out. But I would really love to get into Amazon where I could just be making more money in my sleep, so to speak. Yeah. So FBA is what you're looking at? Yeah, FBA. Cool. Awesome. And it's a great diversifying your income streams. Like do both eBay and Amazon. Absolutely. Yeah. How so you have a couple of years? Oh, you're no, you homeschool. I was gonna say you have a couple of years till your kids are in school, but no, you're homeschooling. (laughs) So that's still on your plate for sure. Our kids finally are just now all in school. So we got a couple extra hours in a day to work. work, So that does help. But but yeah, so you have to be very conscious of your time for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So where can everybody who's listening find you? Where's the best place to connect with you? Uh, best place is just on Instagram. My handle is Mel's Trading Times, Mel's, and then with the underscore trading, underscore times. Okay. Cool. And we'll awesome. put a link below. Definitely. You we'll guys link, yeah, go check her out. Follow her. That's awesome. Donna, thank you so much for jumping on and doing this with us. We greatly appreciate your time and your great tips that you've given everybody. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. We want to thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends. We are so incredibly grateful to be on this flipping journey with you. Woohoo! We'll catch you on the flip side.